Hello and welcome to the Identity Podcast. I am Caleb, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with my fellow and lovely co-host, Tarek. So excited to be here, as always, every single week, Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time for the Identity Podcast, presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. Of course, don't forget to go ahead and check us out on all social media platforms at the Identity Podcast, and of course, follow Find Your ID NYC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, as well, don't forget to check out the podcast, the Identity Podcast, available on all streaming platforms as well. And of course, love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us. Well, you can. All you have to do is email us at press at findyourIDNYC.com and we'll get back to you with more details. Well, once again, you are listening to the Identity Podcast. You're watching the Identity Podcast and we're so grateful for you again every single week, Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. We go live with you as we go live on Facebook at FindYourIDNYC and of course the Identity Podcast pages for YouTube and Twitch. Well, this week we have a very exciting week as we continue to get into the month of May. And uh, we have a life and master coach, Jill Wilk, with us. We're so excited to introduce Seeking Career Balance with her, and to have her on the show, and to be able to talk about kind of her uh, switching of careers and the different things that um, she's been able to do with clients and, and kind of the different success stories that she has as well. So we're very excited for today's show. Welcome, Jill. We're so excited to have you. How are you? Great. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. And uh, I'm so grateful uh, that you had me on the show. That's awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Hailing from California, of course. I'm obviously from New York and Caleb is in Illinois. So this is a divine connection. Indeed. So happy. (laughs) Triangulated. Yeah, we're like all all over. But yeah, like how I always open the show, I always ask, how are you doing? It's actually what we usually do backstage. But, um, you know, we're just all in today. You know, I think this, of all episodes would be perfect for kind of checking in with how people do it and how they feel about life, how they feel about their present life. So I um, <clears throat> wanted to highlight this uh, cat <laughs> earlier, like I mentioned, that is in her background. I don't know if anyone's watching. Most of our guests actually listen to us, but for all those that can't see it, there's this cat that's peeking out and it's the cutest thing in the world. And it just always constantly puts me in that perspective of just like joy and constantly seeking out something new and something knowledgeable. So I'm here to discover you. Uh, what's What brings you here to us today? <laughs> thank you. Present. And thank you for noticing the peeking cat uh, <laughs> behind me. I love that image of the peeking cat because again, just like you said, it's just all about constantly discovering what's behind the corner and what's next and um, really just moving forward. And so this cat is my reminder of uh, constantly moving forward, looking ahead, not looking behind, and um, just making sure that I help my clients do the same thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, how did you start? I mean, when you first started, when you were younger, did you find yourself healing and helping people with their problems? <laughs> were you at the seesaw just connecting to people along their life? Or how, how did it start for you? That is a great question. Um, so it, my background actually um, is in human resources. And prior to human resources, my uh, degree was in theater. 
And so I really love the idea of getting out, getting in front of people, connecting with people. And um, as you may know from, from your theater background, um, mm -hmm. theater is all about objectives and then actions and putting the actions to the objectives. And so um, theater is really what my foundation was. Mm -hmm. and um, being able to find out what is the objective and then putting the action and the action plan to that objective. And so I started out in the field of human resources really in order to help people. That was the goal, was really to help people. And um, in the field of human resources, it soon moved from helping people more to helping the company. And although it's really important to help the company, they're the one that is responsible for your paycheck. To me, my ambition, my goal, and really truly my passion is all about helping people. Right. And so I left the field of human resources after many, many years and moved into coaching because coaching is all about people and it's all about helping people. And really the whole beauty of coaching to me is that it's not about what I want, like it was with HR or what the company wants. It's all about the clients. It's all about what they want. And they're the ones you're the ones that have the answers inside you. And all the coach does is help bring those answers out. And so I know this is this is what I am born to do. That's awesome. That's yeah. Beautiful. You, you jumped into a career, and I think that was like a very healthy start. And <clears throat> to all of our entrepreneurs out there that have started along some way and have found and maybe lost their way in the corporate mm -hmm. structure, um, you're such a testament to show that there is always a passion that will reign through outside of these like much more like uh, corporate boundaries. And I think human resources actually creates those boundaries um, in more ways than others. And they've become limitations in the current world that we're living in and probably before um, when you were working. So I really do appreciate your work and I appreciate everything that you're doing for people individually because un honestly, as a corporation evolves, it's all based upon individuals and individuals' needs. Um, and I think that's how we keep this ball rolling. That's how our society continues to roll. And I think um, just just to the testament of what you're saying, we've kind of lost sight of the individual's objectives. What do we really want out of life? What are our goals? You know, And what are we really trying to identify? And that's why I wanted to bring it back. And I, I often do this like, uh, I don't know if it's like a childhood regression type of thing. And I'm sure you're probably familiar with this technique. but um, really just how, how, like, what, what were you as a child and like, how were you thinking and why was that objective not fulfilled in the first job that you started? That's my that, question. <laughs> that is great. That yeah. is so good because I, I do believe that, um, many of the things we learn in childhood, many of the systems we learn when we're kids that we bring all of that to the table when we're grownups. And um, you really never know when that might come out right. in good ways, in bad ways. Uh, you never know when or how that's gonna come out. And um, so for me as a kid, 
Um, I was always, always a very compliant kid by the book, by the rules. Um, and part of that for me um, was rooted in the fact that um, very, very young in my life, um, my family lost my little brother to brain cancer when he was five and I was nine. And so the system in our family was you want to make sure that you are following the rules, you're on track, you're doing well in school, you're getting good grades, you're not breaking rules because mom and dad have been through enough right. and we don't want to upset anything. And so that was always my system. That was my way of being is following the rules. And it's mm -hmm. so interesting that HR as a career, which I knew very early on, I wanted to do HR. Um, I knew actually when, when I was 11 years old and I wrote a letter that my mom saved a copy of to personnel magazine asking how I could be in HR. And <laughs> I've never heard someone so passionate about HR. That's life. actually really precious. <laughs> that is awesome. Though. It is the most you still have the letter? thing. Um, I still have the letter, the copy of it. Right. And um, I also have the return letter that I received back from the magazine that mm -hmm. said, stay in school. So apparently I knew from age 11 that I wanted to do this, but it was because of the passion of helping people. So I mm -hmm. knew very on that a, I was um, very compliant and rule a rule total rule follower, and B that um, I just wanted to help people. So it was so interesting that I chose that career, um, where, as you said, HR sometimes gets in the way because of the rules of what people really want to do, and I actually in the HR world became a rule breaker. <laughs> wow. My, okay. my tagline was was always because I believe everyone should have a tagline. <laughs> my tagline <laughs> was always on your side, not in your way. I see. And so I would always bend the rules just enough when people would say what they wanted to do. It wasn't quite in line with the rule that I was supposed to follow. I'd say, you know, let's just see how we can work around that. Let's just see how we can make it work for you and make it work for the company. So it was an interesting journey going from rule follower to kind of rule breaker. Wow. Wow. What a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a rebel. <laughs> no, I find that funny because um, I think about... Uh, the different HR and the corporate structures that probably you've seen. I mean, if you look at Google, uh, you look at other these other like open format companies, they do have these rules that are kind of like soft rules that are meant to be broken. Like I know sometimes they eat at their desk and like there's like um, there's like a rec room where they can come and go relax and get food and stuff like that. So it definitely is something that has evolved over time, especially with the tech companies that have shown themselves to be a little more open about certain things. Um, I do think that even in college, it's long story short, I just think it's just very interesting to see that you were already on the forward path. 
that a lot of HR has kind of evolved into. Um, not to knock anyone that's still interested in HR. That's what I was going to say um, while we're still on that subject, because it's it's a very healthy role to be in. And there, there needs to be people that have that, not necessarily the bipartisan um, aspect of it, but that human nature to connect with people in order to make sure that the job gets done. Because that's what we're here for. You're kind of the oil to this machine that keeps the re-running, you know, and if someone's really exhausted or tired or something like they can kind of come to you or like, I, I used to love my school counselor. I would sit there and talk to her <laughs> kind of all day about all sorts of stuff. But um, yeah, I think HR is a very healthy part, you know, especially those entrepreneurs that are out there creating businesses and because that's some of our demographic. And I do think it's a healthy thing to be done. It's not, and you see how there's such a passion for it, even in, in youth, you know, everyone <laughs> wants to make money. Everyone wants to do this. But how many people want to help people, you know? And that's kind of what our show is about. So um, I, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about uh, the trauma that you had experienced with your family as well. You know, um, I think a lot of times that's not really spoken about, about how these like earlier traumas can kind of like create different aspects of our being. And I appreciate you sharing with the, uh, that with us on our show, for sure. Thank um, it means a lot. And I think the major thing that we can kind of kind of you know, bring full circle is you, you said you, when did you start to realize that you weren't really helping people? Like, when did that kind of start to kind of click for you where you're like, uh, I've been bending the rules. I've been doing a lot. I'm probably catching a lot of slack from, you know, the directors. And also I want to touch on that. It's not just personnel that you were um, interacting with, right? It was higher ups and administration as well. And how, how was that interaction different from, um, actually dealing with just direct personnel or, you know, people that are in cubicles or whatever. Yeah. So I am, um, I had the great experience of both being internal as a director level HR. And then I also had my own consulting business and I still wow. continue to have my own consulting business. And um, I, I can really relate to many people right now because I have actually been laid off five separate times. Wow. Um, and so, and it, it's, it's devastating when it happens and it's a great opportunity to kind of take stock of what you're doing and what matters and what really floats your boat, um, to figure out, is this really where I belong? Is this really what I was meant to do? Is mm. this really what, if I didn't get paid for it, would I still continue to do this? And and for me, that answer was no. I absolutely would not. Um, <laughs> it was a solid no? It wasn't even like a, a maybe? No, <laughs> yeah, not even hesitation there. Just a solid <laughs> no. And one of the questions um, a colleague asked me is, you know, if you look at the people that are closest to you, what did they think you were born to do? It's a great question to really look at and take stock of your life. And my son actually said on the, the fifth time that I was laid off from the company, he said, you know, you need to do something that you really want to do and something that you're really passionate about. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. And so I started looking at all the aspects of HR that I loved and those that I didn't love. And as it turns out, I've actually been coaching throughout my career. It just was never called coaching. Mm -hmm. And so when I started doing my training, there's real formal training um, to be a certified coach. And when I started doing my training, it was like 
a light bulb went off. And I'm mm. sure you both had those moments where it was this light bulb that just went off and you, you thought, wow, this is exactly where I was meant to be, or this is mm -hmm. exactly what I was meant to do. It's, it's something that really is so deep within you. Wow. And you just know now when I think of those three people closest to me, all of them actually have said, oh my gosh, Jill, you were meant to do this. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. I never had anyone tell me, wow, Jill, HR is really what you were meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> but coaching, it's unanimous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, I feel that uh, very heavily, actually, because uh, working in radio and everything, um, I, I, when I first was starting to kind of figure out what I wanted to do, I was not getting into radio. I was getting more into the music side of things. And um, it kind of uh, dawned on me one day that it wasn't what I was supposed to do, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Right. And so I got a summer job in between uh, years in college. I got a summer job at a radio station back home and, uh, you know, radio station I grew up listening to. I loved I, I adored everything. And uh, next thing I know it, um, I get to I get a chance to be in the in one of the studios at the station. And uh, I'm talking to one of the DJs who's about to do a show. And he's talking to me about radio. He's like, do you have any interest in radio? I'm like, I mean, I've always had a love and, and passion for radio. But I never really thought of it as a career. He's like, well, um, watch me do what I do. I was like, okay. So I just sat in there during one of his shows. And like, then was able to do some remotes, like outdoor events with some DJs. And uh, one day I was like, putting some of the equipment together and it just it hit I had like that epiphany right that light bulb just hit me and I was like I love doing this why don't I do this more often why don't I just do this as a career and it just kind of it just kind of spawned from there and uh you know today just being able to go into a studio and whether it's being on air or just producing it's the fact that like doing it is what i love to do and, and when you find that that niche of yours that passion that thing that you know you're supposed to do you yourself will never get rid of it right you'll never want to let it go you'll hold it tighter and tighter each and every day and i also feel the same thing as as what you've noticed jill is the fact that like for me personally um i haven't had anyone ever tell me that oh radio isn't your thing ever since i said you know what i think i want to do radio and this is what i love to do everyone's like that makes so much sense. Or like, I knew it. You know, my mom was kind of like, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, one thing that is so interesting when I was listening to you, part of, part of the magic of coaching is using all of your senses. Mm -hmm. And I could hear in your voice that transition from when you were talking about music and your experience doing that just in your voice and in and and just looking at how you um how how your face was and mm -hmm. and and the transition between that and when you started talking about radio it's like a whole other person inhabited your body <laughs> and, <I'm> told. <laughs> yeah, and it's wow. really it's mind-blowing isn't it it is, it is. Yeah, I was I was just doing some research on something like this um, about how how to seem more interesting as a person, um, and you know this is this, the main thing that they've said 
is when you're interested in something, you become more interesting as a person. And it's just, you know, I, it's not my words. I wish <laughs> I came up with that. <laughs> but I, I think that it's it's true. Like it's when you love something or you're showing love to someone or, you know, whatever, it, it exudes out of your being. And that's what starts to become what it is. And I honestly feel like when we first started this podcast, I was in a bit of a, a rut. And I, I, I think that it's interesting to see about the, the whole lay off, laid off thing that you said, and you've done it five times. Like, you're like amazing at this now. <laughs> you're amazing at bouncing back for sure. And I think that's so healthy because what's interesting about it is uh, when you are laid off, you realize how much stock you're putting into someone else's company, someone else's being, someone else's ideas and thoughts and everything. You can't be laid off from something that's innately yours, right? Uh, unfortunately, so, uh, unfortunately, rather. Um, and I think that that's kind of where I've been, you know, just to bring up, since since we bring up anecdotes and stuff, I, when we first started this, you know, theater had kind of slowed down a lot. Um, New York is actually on this process of just opening up um, around July or somewhere around there in time. So I can already see it starting to rolling. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that all goes. Um, but it had me sitting down. And the irony of the whole thing is, as much as I love theater, uh, kind of the way that um, Caleb had mentioned music, I, I've always had a passion for people. And that's really what was my thing. You know, even as an actor, I love to people observe. I've been observing people my entire life. And then with my mom being in social work, it kind of coupled with this psychological aspect. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, I've been doing therapy for people since I was a child. That's why I made a joke because um, I often was my, uh, was like a childhood therapist <laughs> to some of my other friends. And you know, what ends up happening with that whole process is you, you kind of lose sight of yourself. So what I ended up realizing was I needed some of that therapy as well um, and some of that encouragement. So what's, what really encouraged me to continue moving forward was you know during August, Caleb and I met and we started this podcast and it honestly has no form, no fashion. I, I always make a joke about how we first started out talking about redlining, forgive me if you can hear the uh, train or whatever, but when we first started uh, talking about real estate and redlining, uh, you know, with whether it having to do with race or, you know, whatever, that was like, I wanted to tackle these much bigger subjects. Um, and that, that helped a lot. And it definitely brought a lot of joy to our mm -hmm. show. But as you can tell, it's kind of moved more into uh, a bit of a symposium of ideas and, and, and uh, an interview of sorts of kind of all of us every day. I feel like Caleb and I are interviewing ourselves and others. Yep. And it's, it's this constant flux of change that I feel like is life. And I think with, you know, some of the corporate jobs or things that are a little more stationary and stagnant, you lose sight of the evolving of your own life. You lose sight of those like bigger things that are happening. So like I mentioned um, in backstage as well, I was like, I'm going to need Jill because <laughs> Jill kind of coming from a very similar background, you know, in a sense of just having all of those logic. Cause I was a rule follower too. Like my mom, often like I, she never had any problems with me i was always doing something right you know in her book so i really appreciate you know the, her, her tutelage and stuff uh, but yeah i was a rule follower man you know i i definitely you know i'm vegan now so i'm like i have great discipline so i know how to like kind of do for all those things but um there's something to being disciplined and limiting yourself you know i almost felt like i was hr and policing my own being in a lot of spaces and that has kind of come full blown uh, with us beginning this podcast, with us opening the network to a lot of other people, mm -hmm. uh, and different stories, you know, um, they've been inspiring, inspiring over the years, over this year, 
wow, it hasn't even been years, right? We haven't even made it back to August yet to put that in perspective, Joe. We've got, yeah, Getting like close. it's not even a full year and we've done so much. It feels like I've, I've met so many different uh, people over the time. and Amazing souls. You know, yeah, amazing stories. So definitely, you know, everyone that has been following us and watching us, we appreciate your support, anyone that's listening. Um, but to just to bring it full circle, I really just feel like um, now more than ever, while we're in these transition periods, you know, those that are laid off that can identify with us, that listen to us for inspiration or anything else, just know that you can bounce back. Just know that you can reach out to people like Joe or myself mm-hmm. and just know like we've been there, you know, and the best, best thing that we've been able to pull from ourselves is finding that passion. And I think, uh, you know, without making it too spiritual, it is the universe's um, desire for us to be in our greatest purpose. And it will put us through certain struggles albeit through some things that are very traumatic, like uh, Jill had mentioned about her early childhood, um, or things that, you know, that we've mentioned, you know, Caleb has uh, gone through so much adversity, just even with his own speech. That's what I was hinting at earlier, Jill. Um, And just to hear his voice and the way he commands and finding this passion, it was something that was not even thought about because he couldn't really communicate. That was like one of his things. And it's just so funny that we have to go through these full cycles just to get to where we are. Uh, I love this title, too, that you said, um, uh, Caleb, with career balance, because it's a balance. Indeed, it's a balance between self and career, you know, and and I think Joe's made it abundantly clear that you can just be yourself and your career at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Please feel free to interrupt me. I can I can go on. For time. I really love listening to you, actually. Um, <laughs> very motivating to me i might i might need you as a coach <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah i mean it's it's we're all here together that's that's what the point is i learned from others and that's 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 what we're here for but, but one yeah. of the things that that i have learned um through coaching which really applies to what you're talking about and especially what the year all of us have had right. um is that really it comes down to how do you define success. Mm. And your the way you define success is very different than how eight of your friends are going to define success. And I, I love this quote. A lot of people ask me, what book are you reading? And there's a, um, a great book that I'm reading um, by James Clear called Atomic Goals. And okay. one of the things he talks about is success and how you divine, define success, which is a key question in coaching. And he said, a lot of people don't really think about the small incremental successes that they have on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. They only look at overall. So like, even if like you're trying to lose weight and you know, you're working out every day and you're eating healthy and you're drinking water and you're moving and you don't notice any change in your weight. And then all of a sudden you notice this huge change. Well, it's not because you all of a sudden you know, drop 10 pounds. It's because all of these little incremental changes that you've made along the way that were their own individual Mm. successes. And he uses this great analogy of you're getting mad at the ice cube, not melting fast enough. Wow. As you've taken it from 25 degrees to 31 degrees, Mm -hmm. all of the magic happens when it reaches 32 degrees. Wow. So 
all of that work you did to get it from 25 to 31 degrees is part of how it gets to 32 degrees. And then magically you see the ice cube melting. So Mm. I think it's really important that our successes are not equal to how someone else defines successes. If, if your definition of success is I want to earn a million dollars, that's one thing. That's not my definition of success. My definition of success has to do with um, helping people and um, with people finding light bulb moments when we're having sessions together. That's my definition of success. Wow. It doesn't have to equal anyone else's definition. And that's part of, of the goal. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, um, you know, just speaking for myself, I've often had kind of those perceptions where, you know, I don't see it, you know, you don't necessarily see it. And you did say a lot of coaching is this sensory experience. A lot of life is that sensory experience. And I think um, it's so healthy to develop those inner talk, those inner conversations about what's going on. And what you expressed was what I, what a principle I like to call of just gratefulness. Um, and it's something I express a lot, um, you know, through my Instagram and a lot of, a lot of people know me for that. And it's because I've had those moments where I'm like, oh my God, like I've done nothing. <laughs> I've done nothing today. Like, what have we done today? Like what, you know, um, and you lose sight of, of who you are um, in that process because you're looking at your life in totality. You know, I mean, you rush quick enough, you'll be looking at yourself, you know, at, in depth, you know, not to be too morbid, but the reality is that if we're not grateful for those incremental things, like just the sunlight coming in a little bit, or, you know, the fact that I'm able to meet you, Jill, like, like you lose sight of the bigger picture of what's happening because you're just not really like acknowledging it. You're not even like, you, you think it's commonplace, but these things are going to happen. You, you've become stagnant in that aspect. So, you know, every day you're drinking water when you knew you didn't drink water. I think, um, what is it? How long does it take a habit to form? I always forget how this is. Or, or to master or something, there's a certain time limit. Um, and that kind of reminds me of the 25 degrees to the 32. It's like, who knows why it freezes at 32, but it just does. And when you reach that point, you're frozen. You know, there's no, there's no real going back from that. But what, I, what I'm trying to, um, you know, create this analogy is to say, like, you have to get to your boiling point. You know, you have to get to that point no matter what. Um, and, and that process does take a lot. And, and some people will take some steps back. You know, I think that's kind of some of the issues with it too. You know, looking back will kind of take you back into these things. And um, I think that's part of the process as well as, as we're growing and moving forward. So yeah, definitely gratefulness, definitely figuring out exactly like, you know what, I'm acknowledging this for what it is. Um, I've also been having this thing of, of learning how to let emotions pass kind of through you as if we're in this like full, you know, everything's just flowing and I'm grateful for being really upset right now. I'm grateful for being disappointed. You know, and these are just exercises that I've been practicing with myself. So um, I, I definitely hear you. I definitely hear you. Um, and I, the other thing I was going to note, and I wanted to see how um, you think about this, because you did mention, like, how does your community see you? That was something you mentioned as well. And how, how, uh, that's, how healthy is it to create and foster good community um, amongst yourself? Because that's something that Caleb and I, often talk about Caleb loves the fact that we've created such a community of people and uh, uh, you know around our what we love and what we love to do so how healthy is it to kind of foster that community and, and what are some thoughts that you can help people to get through mentorships or 
being around the right people in the right environments. Yeah, I, I so agree with you about community. I think um, one thing of being in this sort of weird, isolated state that we're in is it really puts that magnifying glass on how mm -hmm. important fostering community is around yeah. you and whatever that community or communities are. And I think it's it's really important to surround yourself with people who have achieved what you want to achieve, people that haven't, that you can help along the way, and people that are all in between. And I think it's it's important to surround yourself with people of diverse cultures, natures, backgrounds. It helps you grow as a person to understand where someone else is coming from. And, and, and that is, I think, a really integral part. For me, when I found this whole community of coaches through uh, the schooling that I did, I found out, wow, this is an actual international community of coaches, over 20,000 around the world that all belong to this organization. I can tap into at any time people from all over the world who have experienced all different things in coaching that I never have. And I can ask them and I can pull from them and I can learn from them. And, and guess what? I'm going to make about, I've always told my kids, I'm going to mess up at least 10 times today. So get used to it. So I'm going to forget something. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. I'm going to just mess up. And I think, um, like you were saying, if you just give yourself permission to mess up, right. then you, you can't right. go wrong. And so you surround yourself with a community of people that say, hey, it's fine if you mess up. It's, it's actually, it's great to mess up because then you learn something from it and you take that along in your backpack and you move on. Right. That's so true. So true. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great segue. Um, so, like, how how was that process transitioning? How 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 was the courses? How like what made you go to the international? Did you just kind of research it? Because we we've kind of left off as far as your journey is concerned um, with finding your passion and um, being able to break from the mold and kind of pursue it. So, at that moment, you know, after being laid off and kind of just not, I mean, maybe not destitute or you know, desperate for stuff, but when did it start to like, when did you start research? When did you kind of find or try to look for community in that aspect or even to get certified? I think that'd be a great help for me too, because I feel like I should go <laughs> along this process. Yeah, well. come on along. So, yeah, I'm totally down, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I looked into it immediately because that's just the kind of person I am. I want to do everything yesterday and right. I have to kind of slow myself down <laughs> and be mindful. Mm -hmm. um, so I did research and um, I started my coaching training, uh, the Center for Coaching Certification, and um, it was the most life-changing experience just to be, well, first of all, back in school again, um, right. because it was, and it was hard. It was hard work. It was, um, it, it was great work. And it was hard work. And I can remember, and I've told my um, my trainer this, 
the very first day in class and I was thinking, oh, you know what? HR is exactly like coaching. This is going to be a breeze. It's just an extension of what I was doing. And I remember, and of course, we're all on Zoom. All eight of us were on Zoom. And I remember her talking about the distinction between what coaching is and isn't. And she said, and coaching is nothing like HR. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> and and you could see, because I've actually played back the recording, my jaw literally dropped to the floor. <laughs> and I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I am in for the ride of my right, life. You're in deep water now, right? <laughs> Just treading. I am starting from scratch. And so it was... Um, So I learned and I learned through, first of all, getting the certified professional coaching certification and then certified master coaching. And then now I'm in the process of receiving my credential. Uh, The credential is um, the the gold standard of coaching. So I'm um, in the application process to do that. And it's it's a journey of learning the muscle memory of coaching. Mm -hmm. And I know we're all familiar with that concept of building that muscle memory where the first time we do it, it's really hard. And maybe the second and third and fourth and 25th time we do it, it's still really hard. And then you practice it enough and it becomes really part of your being and who you are. And uh, so that's that's the goal. And of course, myself as a coach and just like both of you, we fail at least 10 times a day and we mess up. 11. <laughs> yeah, maybe 11. Yeah. And and that's that's OK. And in fact, that's great. That's a great thing to do, because then again, you learn, you figure out what you need to do to move for, forward and then you just move on. That's awesome. So what was the what was the first step? You said you took uh, what was the first course that you took? Oh, certified professional coaching. That's the um, to become a CPC certified professional coach. That's really okay. the first step, um, and you want to make sure that it is uh, an ICF International Coaching Federation approved curriculum. Okay. Uh, not all. Would be on the are. website. I'm sorry. As, as to research it, it would be on the website. Yes, yes. If you go on to, the, to see if it's I see uh, certified. Or... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm having a little glitching. My apologies. Are you seeing the same thing or? Yeah, I can. I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's the way to go. Yeah, you you see, I'm taking notes, right? I'm definitely taking notes. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Everyone... I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. That matters. That matters. It's nice to be proud. <laughs> it's nice to be <laughs> in a good moment with that for sure. So yeah, so you're in the process of applying. That's awesome. So um, let's try. Let's as you've as you've been working as a coach and a consultant because I don't think we touched on that too much. Um, what are some things that you've learned about people? Uh, what is like a funny anecdote where you kind of like grew a little bit? Let's just hear about kind of your process when you actually are working with some. Maybe you can yeah. get some more clients. <laughs> this would be a great market. Well, that's always great. Um, <laughs> what's really interesting is I, I come away after client sessions. I learn so much yeah. from my clients. It, and it's funny because they're initially coming to me for the answers. And then 
they realize they're actually the ones with all the answers and I'm the one mm. doing the learning. Right. And so it's, it's really interesting. And, and one of the most interesting things I learned from one of my clients, she was really focused on wanting to, um, in her case, she's a writer. Okay. And she wanted to devote a certain amount of time to writing. Now, she has a whole other full-time job. So trying to fit in a couple hours of writing was going to be a real stretch. And so we we worked through, first of all, you know, again, what is her definition of success? And at that time, her definition of success was, I want to do two hours of writing um, three times a week. That was what success meant. That's a pretty lofty goal for someone who has a full-time job. Right. Um, then we talk about, okay, what is going to get in the way of that? And she had a really long list of what could get in the way. And then we talk about what resources does she have? Well, you know, there were a few things she could delegate this to this person. She could ask this person to do this other thing. There were a lot of resources she had around her, but just coming up with those resources is, is part of the process. And what ended up happening is she redefined her measure of success. Because wow. we talked about, okay, what if you only did 10 minutes of writing once a day? Would that be a success? And she said, yeah, actually, that that really would be a success if I could even get 10 minutes in there. And it started from that phrase. Gosh, if I could even get 10 minutes in, it would be a success. Mm -hmm. And and guess what? She did get 10 minutes in a day. And her accountability to me was to send me a text each day that she got 10 minutes in a day. Right. And she got that 10 minutes in a day, five days during the week. And then the next week, she was able to increase that to 15 minutes a day, five days a week. Wow. So she was able to make small changes in her life with all the resources that she discovered. Again, she did all the work. All I did is ask the question. And now she is on her way to writing one hour a day, five days a week. And she did all that. And she said at the beginning of it, I said, what do you want? And she said, I want to be the driver of my own car. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want all these people telling me where to go, what to do, all of these things that get in the way. I want to be the driver of my own car. And so what she did, she set the roadmap. She put in on Google Maps, she put in where she wanted to go. Right. We figured out all the points along the way. She did it. And now she's in her car driving where she wants to go. Right. Right. That's awesome. I guess um, that's such an interesting thing. I guess we can debunk that. Oh, sorry. I got muted a little bit. Um, we can debunk that a little bit in the sense of, uh, I think we often feel like we're not in the driver's seat when we're in these these jobs. You know, I think for me, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, no, not to interrupt Tark, but I think to expand on that, not just in jobs, in, in careers, but also in life. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. I think there's a lot of times where we don't feel like we're in the driver's seat of our own life. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. Definitely it starts early. So <laughs> yeah. It starts early. You know, I, I um it's I think Joe's kind of like a very interesting example of this, but kind of being that rule follower and not wanting to kind of, you know, walking on eggshells with your parents can kind of create this this sense of, okay, I have to suppress my needs. I have to move in a certain way in order to, for everyone else to be, um, you know, feeling all right. But what I've come to realize that regardless of what you do, people are going to do what they need to get done to get, you know, that's just survival. So uh, in the process, you're just repressing and denying yourself of some of the more basic uh, capabilities that you are in, in terms of driving. <laughs> Shout out to getting my license, by the way. <laughs> <That took forever. laughs> well, you know, even take that step one step further. Sure, so yeah. Those limitations, those are self-imposed. That's right. Like, yeah, exactly. Me, what up. When yeah. I was a kid, my parents never said you need no. to make this happy. They said exactly the opposite. So that was somehow I created this system. I created this rule for myself. No one told me to do it. Yeah, and and it, it's sometimes our own self-limitations when I talk to people about, well, what gets in the way of you getting from point A to point B in your car? A lot of the time, and I'd say probably about 90% of the time, their answer is, I'm the one getting in the way takes a while some people it takes a while to figure that one out yeah that's that's the hardest thing we manifest our own realities man that's that's what i've come to realize we're like constantly creating our dreams and our visions and how we see life you know i i definitely see that i think what i was going to say is like um you know with the mentality of it i have this projection or deflection it does kind of displace it like well especially if the parents are longer around or something like that mm -hmm. is like, never gonna make my dad proud or you know these things that dad never even cared about you know what i mean and this is something i was uh, experiencing um prior to mother's day on a mother's day show anyone that actually tuned in i was so nervous i was so uh, like all over the place and i didn't know what to do and i was like oh my god i have to come vulnerable and ironically my mom was going to do the same thing she just didn't say anything <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that was pretty funny we're very you know similar in that aspect mm -hmm. but i started to realize like you know we have these expectations and these things that we have of ourselves and sometimes it is coming from no one else and like you said to to be less hard on yourself is such a gift I, I would say, because I'm a bit of a, not a perfectionist, but I, that same thing, like you said, we got to get stuff done. I tell Caleb all the time, I'm like, we're behind on this. And he's like, no, we're good. You know, but when it comes <laughs> to his stuff, he's like, no, I'm, I'm super behind, bro. Like, oh, you know, so it's, it's <laughs> help each other with that, with that balance. And he, and Tarek is like, no, we're good. Whatever I <laughs> <laughs> So like, again, community is so helpful with that. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, we, we have these expectations about life instead of goals and instead of, you know, like you said, these these milestones and these gratefulness. Like I, I've I've kind of learned to like not expect so much, you know, um, from from people. Uh, I think uh, I, it's a meme that I saw on Instagram uh, from DMX that said, uh, "God rest his soul." Um, that he said something about how he no longer he no longer has expectations of people. He only allows them to be themselves, and it's not like, "Oh, I need to ostracize myself from this person or whatever." It's just like, let them live their universe in tandem with yours instead of like, I need this to get this done. You know, like 
these needs and wants are coming from internal aspects that we have to check in with ourselves. That's why I think healthy meditation, healthy, uh, um, you know, having people to kind of, like you said, untangle these wires of like, hey, look, you're actually in the driver's seat. You're just driving the opposite direction. <laughs> so that's why you're not right. getting to the goal, you know? Uh, and I think I think a lot of those are definitely helpful uh, and definitely uh, resources along our process. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate this show for sure. Like, I, I mean, Jill, you really <laughs> brought such a light to what we're, what we're doing here. I really appreciate what you're doing for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, what I believe I was meant to do. Yeah. And if it helps people all the better. That's that's the goal. Right. right. As it fulfills you along the process. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sure. sure. Well I I can definitely attest that uh just be having you on the show, Jill, and hearing what your passion you know what you're passionate about and what you love and everything. Um and kind of what you uh kind of did for Tark and I as well throughout the show. Yes. I, I think, uh, I think you are in the right profession uh, and you're <laughs> yeah, doing, you're I doing think. a great job. <laughs> That's the best compliment I could ever receive. I have oh. to tell you. <laughs> you Doesn't it feel so it. good? Yeah. It feels so good receiving that compliment. You know, I, I was told that uh, today, actually, like Caleb, you, you did a great job today and I see a very bright future for you. And I was like, wow. I was not expecting that, but let's have a good day. Come on. <laughs> I had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah, having those healthy perceptions of the future is so helpful, man. It's that, That's so helpful. And also, like you said, just being able to kind of reach over and be like, hey, man, I noticed you're doing some great stuff over there. Keep it up. Or if it's someone low, like, hey, I know you're not doing so hot. Everything okay? That's something that Caleb made a joke about uh, on our last podcast. And it's something I naturally do. And it kind of goes back to what you said. Like, it's just some things that are innately a part of us that are just mm -hmm. going to be there. As, as well as the negatives, like you said, having this like more um, oppressive force of like, hey, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's innate as well that we have to work through. But it's like highlighting the good stuff and kind of negating some of the smaller uh, uh, the stuff that's pulling us back. But um, Caleb makes this joke that before we do any business, and it's not even something I have, it's, I guess it's a... It's a rule that I have within my being. Um, I always ask, like, hey, man, how are you? Like, that's the first thing I ask, you know, and and he highlighted it. And I hadn't noticed that I hadn't been doing it so until, like, last episode. So it's pretty funny that you mentioned that, Kayla. So I appreciate you saying that. Um, it means a lot. And I, I brought up the anecdote that one of our guests one time, and, you know, she's very successful, very, like, you know, like, doing some wonderful things, you know, and also saving the environment, doing some crazy stuff. Um, and... I think I I just took time to be like, hey, how's your family? And and she was just like so taken back. Like no one on any podcast, no one in any interview has ever given me that, you know, love because that's one of her greatest passions that she doesn't get a chance yeah. to talk about. You know, it's always business, business, business or this or whatever. Like, how did you get here? And oh my God, you're so su successful. But really what really drives her is her family. And I guess I was able to pick up on that in that moment. And so I, I just... I'm very happy about where I am and like what has become of the podcast, what has become of all of us. I think Kayla has grown quite a bit. Congratulations on your graduation and on top of this, you know, uh, almost coming full circle with our podcast. It's it just I'm just so I'm excited, like you said, and also just happy to be here. You know, it's 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 such a great aspect of ourselves to be able to kind of do what we're great at and also be in tandem with other people that are doing what they're great at and. 
I'm definitely going to check out this uh, this uh, coaching, this life coaching thing. Because even if I just get in the network of the uh, coaches, that would be well worth it for me, for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's a great place to be. And, you know, I love, just to circle back with that, I love what you said that you asked that guest. Because isn't it strange? We're actually whole people <laughs> and we're not look we're not just uh someone in a career or someone who's a mom or someone who's you know a wife or a husband or a son or a daughter we're actually a whole person and um the more we can look at the whole person and figure out what is all that about which right. may be very different. How you are in your career may be very different than how you are with your kids or with your pets or um, who you are. And just really looking at the whole person. And I love that you asked that, guess that, because that's part of who she is. Right. Precisely. Yeah. And I feel like we, did we skip past the the initial question, Caleb? Um, Jill, like how, how, what is your identity? <laughs> no, no, we, we I don't think different. we skipped past, but no, we, no, we, we kind of, it. yeah, we, we just divided it into about three different questions. Right. For sure, for sure. It was a joke, but I, I want to, as we're coming full circle for the hour, um, what is your summation of your identity just today? Like it could be just like, listen, I woke up, I looked at this cat. And this cat brought me joy. <laughs> you know, it could be as simple as that, or um, you know, something as large as like something succinct. Um, you know, about kind of the stuff we spoke about. How would you identify yourself? Oh gosh, what a great question! Boy, you got me. You got me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the hardest question of the book. <laughs> you know, honestly, I asked it to Caleb. Like we were what episode. 7,000 in at this point. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Caleb, uh, how do you identify yourself? And he was just like, oh. oh yeah, wow. last week. Yeah, and the it's, first it's just, question of the show. He's like, Caleb. Question. It's a deep question. And that's why I, I, I kind of like that it's at the end of our show because yeah. it can kind of go on for an entire whole other show if we start there. Um, well, but yeah. I'm, I'm just, you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All the time well, you have. We're, we're here. I, we're here. This is what we're here for. <laughs> I, I definitely identify myself um, in many ways. I, I believe that I am really multifaceted. So I don't really identify myself as a coach or a wife or a mom or um, anything of that nature. I really look at myself as um, a, a a full circle of services. <laughs> um, and, and that includes um, being a coach to my clients, being um, a daughter to my amazing mom, being um, a, a sister, um, being a mom to my amazing kids, a mom to my sometimes amazing uh, pets, <laughs> <laughs> um, a wife to my amazing husband. Um, it, it run and then being there as a resource that I think probably defines a lot of who I am is I love being a resource to people. So people that need me, people that don't know if they need me, <laughs> um, people, just people, people's needs. I, I love being seen as a resource to people that um, is approachable and um, is mindful and compassionate and um, 
I think that is a really important part of self-discovery is discovering, you know, like you said, what is your identity and knowing that it can change. It changes every day. Um, but the core of who you are, for me, it's being a resource to the people in the community around me. That's beautiful. Well said. That's Very well said. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I love that. I love that term, you know, being a resource. Being resourceful. Think, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you can, it, as Tark just said, you know, you can expand that to resourceful. And I think you can also just take that as any individual uh, finding, you know, how can you be a resource to someone or maybe an entity or something like that, I think is really important as well. But that was like, wow. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all in the service-based industry. It's just like, yeah, that's how we should say it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the best way to say it, yeah. To, just to be that abundant resource uh, for others as well as yourself. Like, I think that may even be finding your purpose. That might be the the full circle right there. Um, yeah, so true. So awesome. That's so awesome, Joe. I'm so happy to have you on. <laughs> Caleb, you have so Yeah, this is so insightful, I feel like. And, and I think I think what's great is uh, when when Jill and I talked about uh, having her appear on the show, you know, she kind of asked if you, if Tarek and I would be willing to, uh, you know, interact and, and have, uh, you know, be able to kind of be uh, clients of sorts and, and uh, kind of, you know, test out everything. And to be honest, I feel like Jill did her job without <laughs> even having to try to do her job. To go the to world, be right? honest with you, because I feel like Tarek and I discovered more like yeah. about the podcast, about ourselves, about our own careers and everything. So without Jill really having to say a whole lot besides, you know, telling about her story, her passions, and then saying, asking us a few questions. And uh, and then just reflecting on the show, I'm like, I feel like a brand new person. Right. Like <laughs> someone, someone pay Jill. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're going to be running these highlights. We're going to be doing a lot. We're going to make sure that she gets her flowers. Mm -hmm. And I Definitely. do appreciate that. I, I hear what you're saying, Caleb. Yeah, like she said, like, um, you know, she she's happy that we're able to use her as a resource. So um, I really appreciate. Yeah, I definitely, definitely feel like I got some stuff to do, you know, <laughs> like, you know, after leaving, I'm like, I got some I got some work to do, do with myself uh, to get to where I got to go. So I appreciate that for sure. Great. Well, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I mean, this is this is amazing what you're doing for your community of people is great. And, you know, it's just inclusive and um, just amazing. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you a lot, Jill. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it really is an honor to have you on. And it was just so much fun to be able to, you know, discover your identity, get to know more about your passions, your, your uh, career, your journey, of course. And then also just being able to, I think, uh, listen to you and, helping Tarek and myself get to know ourselves a little bit better. And I feel like I was able to understand Tarek better and, and I'm sure vice versa as well. And uh, it's, it's just kind of good to know um, that type of stuff. And it, it's also, it's still just crazy to me that, you know, that, that happened without, I even feel like, with barely even trying to have it happen, right? You know, right. It's the muscle memory, right? <laughs> that is the magic. You know, that exactly, and you know, going back, thinking about that, reflecting on it, you know, it's looking at that resource and realizing that we have our own power source, right? For our own resources, we are our own resource. 
And, uh, you know, Jill, you've said something several times, and I think it's so true, you know, like, you're just here to, you know, ask the questions and be able to help. But in reality, it's the client, it's the, it's the person who's, you know, trying to discover these things, trying to discover their identity. It's them. It's them yeah. who's sitting back and has to figure it out and has to find it because they have the answers. We have the answers. It's you who's going to just help guide towards those answers. And, uh, you know, I, I listened to you. I was like, yeah, I agree. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, that's exactly what she did. <laughs> she did that. <laughs> she, she did really well at it, too. <laughs> well, it's definitely the difference between if somebody tells you what to do and does the mm -hmm. whole finger shaking, you must do this. Right. How often are you going to use that advice? If so you have skin in the game and you've come up with the solution, you're probably going to follow it more than if someone tells you what to do. Yeah, I would say so. That's really true. Yep. Yeah. Well, well that's another great piece of advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> next one's well, not free, Caleb. Hey. <laughs> yeah, the next one's not free. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jill, for coming on. It was really, it was such, such a great honor to have you on and, and to be able to talk to you. And of course, again, discover your identity. It's the whole point of the show, the whole purpose and why we're here every single week, Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time for the Identity Podcast. Don't forget to check out uh, some social media and the website, Sound Advice Women where uh, Jill is a part of where she is uh, getting her certification and where she is uh, working for. So definitely check it out there. Uh, pretty great stuff. And uh, I know that um, Tarek and myself will definitely be looking into life coaches here soon as well. Um, <laughs> but it's been great to have you on, Jill, yet again. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. I'm wishing both of you a great day and a great week. And just so much thanks and gratitude for both of you. Thank you so much, Jill. We really do appreciate that. And uh, we wish you the best throughout this day, throughout this week. It's a beautiful day, by the way, uh, and throughout this week and, and simply just throughout your life. We, we really do wish and, and throughout your career as well as you continue to uh, get throughout the gold certification, I believe is what you said, and, and to be able to can continue on that track. I, I can definitely attest that you are in the right path and we wish <laughs> you the best with that. But uh, once again, you've been listening, listening and watching the Identity Podcast, of course, presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. Don't forget to go ahead and check us out on all social media platforms at the Identity Podcast and go ahead and listen to our podcast available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Of course, if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, guess what? You can. All you have to do is email us at pressandfindyouridnyc.com and we'll respond back to you with more details. Of course, the Identity Podcast goes live every single week, every Wednesday, that is, at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time via YouTube and Twitch for the Identity Podcast. And, of course, Find Your ID NYC's Facebook page uh, every Wednesday at 7.15 once again. Of course, catch next week's show with Further Magazine. Pretty cool. Uh, in parentheses is Earth is kind of how that goes. And it's all about the environment and kind of inter interdisciplinary uh, environmentalism and stuff like that. It's a magazine, really great stuff what they're doing. Uh, very excited to be able to have uh, Ava, the kind of the founder of the show uh, or, or of the magazine on the show. <laughs> so very excited for that, but I cannot wait for that. But once again, you've been listening and watching the Identity Podcast. I am Caleb, one of your co-hosts, along with my fellow and lovely co-host, Tarek. It's been such a great joy to be here every single week to be here this week with Jill. Uh, you have been 
watching, you've been listening, Seeking Career Balance, featuring Jill Wilk, a master and life coach for the Identity Podcast. Thank you so much. Have a great one. We'll see you next week. Stay groovy. Thanks, guys.